Hey, time to talk about Molly's Wine and Spirits. We're celebrating Molly's commitment to going green. For example, did you know Molly's delivery service includes a fully electric fleet of delivery cars? I did not. So why not save some green, as in gas money, with 10% off your order delivery? If you're like us, you'd like to enjoy a refreshing drink after a long day's work, or for me, after doing this podcast with Julie. But who wants the hassle of stopping at a store on the way home, right? You know you don't. Lucky for us, Molly's offers delivery service for their customers in Denver and Greenwood Village, as well as the surrounding areas. Whether you're at work or home, you can visit Molly's convenient online shop to place your order. Depending on your location, Molly's may have your order delivered within the hour. But no matter what, they guarantee same-day service. So what will this cost me? Here's the answer. Not much. Molly's will deliver your beer, wine, and liquor for a flat fee or only $5 with a minimum purchase of $29.99. So make it easy on yourself and make a little bit of green with 10% off your order. Just download the Molly's app to get exclusive offers and discounts and use Logan 10 for 10% off your delivery order. Molly's Spirits, delivering Colorado's boozy desires. Time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Lifetime Windows Inciting. I've talked about them forever. Are you thinking about making a change to the windows that you may already have? Or maybe you want to replace your home siding. Well, that's where our friends from Lifetime Windows and Siding come in. You can absolutely count on their experts to guide you to find the replacement windows, siding, and doors you need to make you and your family as comfortable as possible. And by the way, look great at the same time. Just go to LifetimeWindows.com to not only look at all the high-quality windows, doors, and siding, but to schedule a free expert consultation. You'll be connected to a pro that can answer all of your questions and make recommendations based not only on your style, your budget, but also the climate you live in. And in Colorado, we all know that that's important and that's dry. What's also important is longevity, integrity, and warranty. Lifetime Windows and Siding products stand the test of time. They pride themselves in being an honest company, and their warranty lasts a lifetime. So head to LifetimeWindows.com to transform your home with the ones you trust. This week on the Dave Logan Podcast, Susie Wargin. So what did you see as a sideline reporter? Maybe interactions or just body language that maybe we wouldn't have been able to see as a fan. Susie takes us behind the curtain on the Broncos sideline. And I'm like, okay, this is where Russ is comfortable. He doesn't want people to hear what he's saying. He respects Dave. He talks to Dave every week. Yeah. And he'll have a really good conversation with Dave. So after that time, I said, hey, listen, we need to put Russ on the phone every time because he's very comfortable like that without the microphone in front yeah. of him, without me standing next to him, and he can go off and sit in a corner and he talks today. Good talks. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to episode 167 of the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave, not here for this episode, but I think I found a fantastic fill-in. That's Thank Susie Wargin, that all oh, <laughs> that you just heard. Thank you, Julie. Suze, this I, is fun. I think this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, we have had kind of parallel careers and hair, I guess. We've had hair parallel the whole time. And the then career-wise, you were always like two years ahead of where I was going, I feel like. You started working at KOA, I think a year or two before I did. Yeah. Got into TV before I did. Yeah. And, and then got out back. before you did. <laughs> 
like I'm like two years behind the Julia progression. Okay, yeah. so this is what now I'm looking at retirement. Don't you think retirement would be amazing? That would be fantastic. Okay, so are you really thinking about it? I mean, I'm thinking about it, but I don't like. Wow, I how are you doing all that? The time. I don't know. I think about it, but I love it. Anywho, love it. yeah. So. Obviously, we wanted to, I wanted to get you on because you are the Broncos sideline reporter. Um, and this is mostly a Broncos podcast. So I thought you'd be and your um, perspective is very different than anybody else's perspective being the sideline reporter. You see things that nobody else sees. Yeah, you hear things that nobody else hears. And I don't know if anybody ever asks you, like, I remember when I was doing nuggets, I saw things and, and heard things in the huddle. I'm like, oh my God. Uh-huh. Like they really talk to each other like that. And yeah, they do. They do. Um, so tell me without throwing people under the bus, the, the last few years have been tough as mm-hmm. you get a look on your face. Tell me how the last few years have been for you as a sideline reporter dealing with face-to-face with players. Yeah, it's been interesting, Julie. So I'll be going into my fifth year this year. And the first year was fantastic, 2019. I mean, not fantastic. It was, um, you know, Vic Fangio-led Broncos. And I was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, doing sidelines. And I'd done sidelines before because when I was, um, I did sidelines for CSU for a couple of years in, in 99 and 2000. So I've been down there before, but the NFL is just an absolute different animal. So it was it was crazy and it was cool. And I mean, I was always kind of learning and figuring out, okay, where to be, what to do, be ready, you know, right at the end of the game for that sideline interview. Dave throws to me so fast. And, and that year in 2019, and that happened in, in previous, in, in years after too, um, we didn't know if we were winning or losing until the last 30 seconds on so many of those games that year. So, and that completely changes, as you know, because you've done this before, it changes who you talk to, what questions you ask in the matter of seconds where you're sitting there trying to figure out, okay, where am I going with this? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my God, we just lost. <laughs> Whoa, crap. Who am I gonna, okay, who am I going to talk to now? Because right. I coordinate that with the PR folks. We start talking usually within like the last five minutes of the game and they'll come to me and say, who are you thinking? And I'll say, well, who is TV thinking? Because I get second choice because TV always gets first choice if it's a nationally televised game. So uh, we just start kind of talking, but then it'll completely change. And so it was a huge learning curve for me. I think that first year, just trying to figure out, okay, how do you work this end of the game? How do you work the locker room? And that year, Rick Lewis was still coming down. He would leave the booth with the last two minutes to go in the game. He would come down and we'd volley back and forth in the locker room. So once we went in the locker room, we just kind of back and forth with interviews. Yeah, which was nice. That's changed since then. So then 2020 hits, it's COVID and didn't even know if we were going to do anything that year. I do sidelines from the front row of Empower Field at Mile High. I have from the 50 to the 20. So I'm just literally <laughs> roaming by myself. That was the craziest so thing, Julie. I mean, I went up the first two games. They had like, you know, friends and family. There's 200 people in the stands or something. So there was at least some people around. And <laughs> when like that second wave hit where they shut everything back down again, I'm the only one. It's me and the photographers from Channel 9, you know, sitting back there. Johnny and Brian, we you know, wave <laughs> each other with six feet apart from each other, whatever. And the weirdest thing, I love telling this story. There was one game where I went up to go to the restroom because halftime is my time to go use the restroom. That's when I have my time. And super easy if I'm on the sidelines, there's a restroom in the tunnel so I can just go right there. Well, 
In this case, I needed to go up to the concourse and the first couple games, the restrooms were open because people were there. Well, to my surprise, I go to use the restroom locked and I'm like, okay, this isn't good. Now I need to go up to the press box. Well, it's also all the lights are on a timer. And so by then the lights changing, you know, it's a 225 start. So it's starting to get dark. So when I went up on the concourse, even it was weird because nobody's around. And the lights aren't on. And I'm oh, like God, waving my arms, trying to get like a sensor to <laughs> turn on a light for me. Doors locked. I'm like, I got to go find the elevator. Well, it's pitch black where the elevators are because there's no, it's not, there's not a door there or anything like that. So I'm literally turning my light on on my phone, trying to find the, the button for the elevator. I'm like, what is going on? There's an NFL game going on out there. I have no light trying to find a bathroom. This is weird. Like I thought it was you were going to so tell me you bizarre. went to the side next to like a um, concession stand. Oh but, yeah, no. Owl. Okay, I was tempted. I had just <laughs> enough time, but it literally did not because the the halftime goes by so fast. So by yeah. the time I went up, used the restroom, came back down, trying to you know figure out where I'm at, and and it's a, a different. I'm not used to using the concourse and using that you know because we kind of have our back ways that we go into everything. Right. So just such a fish out of water. So 2020 was bizarre and you couldn't hear anything. Like I was so far away from the action. It was really weird having been so close in 19 then 20 is back there 21 was better obviously we didn't travel with the team that year but um i was back down on the sidelines had to do our interviews we still couldn't go in the locker room but i did get the after um on the field on the field interview you know six feet away from each other i was we tried it the first few times and then by the end of the season we we're like this is just not working at all like we tried two microphones and then you can't hear each other because there were people back in the stands. Right. so you have to stand next to each other yeah. so there were just so many things that you look back and you go wow that was crazy and then 2022 it was like covid never happened and we were back to how it was in 2019 Right. Right. It was like this never this this never happened. Yeah. I'm like, and suddenly the Super Bowl got rid of COVID. And we're back to where we are again. Well, thank God. Right. Thank God. Because it was such a crazy time. It was so much because I thought we'd never get back in the locker room. I really had that fear. I'm like, this is their excuse to just Mm go done. We'll just bring people out to the podium. Yeah, you're done. So I'm really glad that that didn't happen. So we could still have that access. And 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 then we changed our whole thing where Rick now stays up in the booth. I'm the only one that goes in the locker room and just, um, you know, I grab I grab Russell Wilson and there's stories on that to the head coach and then go in and get the uh, the player interviews. So there's a lot of things that go on that people don't see. And yeah. it just kind of happens. You know, we have radio and TV magic. Well, I always feel for you because I try and always listen to the post game when they throw down to you. And I know you're like fighting off like the <laughs> and guy that you want. And we're not people, Julie. So it's no. hard to find guys sometimes <laughs> down there. That's part of the issue. Well, and then people want to like, then they're talking to a teammate yes. or talking to somebody and you're like, okay, well, we have, you know, whatever. And, but they're talking and you want to be like, turn around, turn around. But you yeah. have to be, you know, like pretty nice about it. Yes. So let me ask you, since the last, especially last year, was um, the thing about a podcast is you can say this. It was a shit show. Yes, it was. Yes. So this is why I love In podcasts. a lot of ways. In a lot yeah. of ways. So what did you see as a sideline reporter? Maybe interactions or just body language that maybe we wouldn't have been able to see as a fan. Yeah, I think it started in preseason when no starters played. That was really weird. And we were all still trying to figure out, you know, who is Russell Wilson? What's he going to bring? And what's, you know, then he gets this huge contract and we haven't even seen him do anything yet. And during the preseason, it was interesting because he would always come out 
in full uniform. Like it was as if he was going to play. And remember, remember that? Yeah. And everybody else that wasn't playing, all the other starters, they're in street clothes. And I'm like, why is Russell Wilson in like full uniform like he's going to play? It was just the most bizarre thing. And now that we know him better, it's fitting. he's so quirky. Yeah. So quirky. And, um, you know, and that's the beauty about him where it's just like, that's just Russ. Russ is just mm-hmm. a, he's just a little bit of a different bird. Peyton Manning is a little bit different. Peyton has his quirks and he has his things. And so they're, Different people, very calculated. They know what they like to say. And, and I respect that. I get that. You know, that's that's kind of how Russ and Peyton are, although they're very different in, in a lot of other ways, too. But Russ is just, um, yeah, he's just really interesting. So do you feel like you're getting a genuine guy? In, and I asked this. That's to Dave a great too. question. Um because you're yes. very likable and warm and personable, so it's easy to talk to you. So yeah. is he letting the guard down a little bit? I don't know that he doesn't. And I don't talk to him that way like Dave does. But I do talk to him. So here's behind the curtain. Um, and it happened. So we didn't talk to him the first preseason games because it was, he wasn't the starting quarterback. So the regular season starts and we have the game in Seattle, right, which was a debacle. Mm-hmm. And so after the game... Um, are, you know, I have to I get my interview on the field and then I go into the locker room because I need to get everything set up for Dave to talk to Russ and then also to uh, Nathaniel Hackett. So I talk to the PR guys and I'm like, hey, let's get Russ. And they're like, yeah, um, you know, Russ didn't know anything about doing this. And I'm like, um, how does I mean, this is what we do. This is. And so there was like a little bit of breakdown in there. So I'm like, OK, well. And then I finally get to where I, I talked to Russ and he's like, do we do this every game? And I'm like, yeah, we do. And he's like, OK. And he said, well, I don't really want to do it here. And I'm like, cool, I can be mobile. And so it was weird because he had to be hooked up like he was hooked to me because he's got headsets. I've got the, the receiver on my belt oh, yeah. and the microphone. It's so like everywhere he goes, I'm going. And I know <laughs> okay, this is radio, but I'm like literally like a little twin, like following with him as he was. And he, he's a wanderer. And so he kind of oh, no. he Russ thinks better. If he's walking and moving and not just sitting there doing something. So I realized that, that he, Russ is much better if Russ is walking and not tethered to me. So we figured out a way to make him not tethered to me as the time went on. I finally came up. I was like, um, listen, I, I don't know that he <laughs> likes being tethered to me. So what can we do to make this a little bit different? And he also likes, prefers to kind of be on the phone because a couple of times our equipment failed. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't do the microphone thing. And so we did. We have this um, program called OnSip on our phones, and it literally sounds just like a microphone. It's wonderful. If you've got a good enough signal, it doesn't sound like a phone signal. So we would use OnSip. The problem is then that takes my phone away. I can't communicate, you know, up to the booth or anything like that. So we kind of figured out some of those logistics. But one time I put him on the phone, I said, Russ, my stuff's not working down here. It was, I think, where were we? Were we at SoFi? We were somewhere where it just was like a cavern. And you just, sometimes the wireless doesn't work down there. We just don't have it in the right place. So he goes on my phone and then he literally walked over to a corner and had this conversation with Dave. Like all of his answers were like a minute and a half long. And it was mm-hmm. after a loss. It was a tough, another one of our tough games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting there and I, I can hear what, what he's saying to Dave. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, like very insightful answers, not as cliche, but he was literally like Blair Witch Project standing in a corner. <laughs> <remember> that scene. <laughs> talking on a phone, Julie. It was so crazy. And I'm like, okay, this is where Russ is comfortable. He doesn't want people to hear what he's saying. He'll have a great con. He respects Dave. He talks to Dave every week. Yeah. And he'll have a really good conversation with Dave. So after that time, I said, hey, listen, 
we need to put Russ on the phone every time because he's very comfortable like that without the microphone in front yeah. of him, without me standing next to him. And he can go off and sit in a corner and he talks to Dave. Good call. And so so we changed it after that. I said, this is the way it needs to be with Russ. And it was perfect. Every time when we were at home, he would um, take the phone and he'd walk down the hallway by the training room and I could hear what he was saying, but he was off on his own doing his own thing. And he'd have these great answers for Dave. So, so I felt like then when Russ can... Because he does have cliches and he does say some things that are just like, oh, wow, Russ, you know, when he was doing Broncos Country, Let's Ride, when he did that after the Seattle game and I was like, oh, oh, it's dude, so no, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> and then he did it for a few more games. And finally, I think yeah. somebody was like, dude, you can't, you got to stop yeah. because it's just, and I don't know if Russ doesn't expose himself to the things that are being said sometimes I'm like, you know, or, or people are like read the room, man, can't you see that this isn't going well? And maybe he just, I, and I also think that he's just a very positive, blissful person where he's just like, everything is great and it's roses. And it's like, but you're like, for us, it's not. And, yeah. and sometimes you got to go, dude, read the room is a good way to read the room. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, so we, we kind of figured out how to work with Russ and I do feel like he would often give Dave very genuine answers and, and be insightful with him. And, and he was tuned in. Like when Dave won the championship, you know, um, I mean, Hackett knew about it. Russ knew about it. Like they are, you know, they're, and they say things to Dave and they're conscious of that kind of stuff, which I think is, then that to me goes, okay, he is tuned in. He does know what's kind of going on, or at least somebody has told him, hey, this is kind of a big deal. You know, maybe Patrick Smythe or somebody clued him in, but he respects that. You know, yeah. they, they they both did, which was, which was good. So, so I do feel like we get that with Russ. Um, you know, Hackett was really interesting because it was, you know, he was super happy and red cheeks and everything's great, even when we had the losses. And I would hear him say some of the same stuff to Dave. And then as the season went on and I was the one handed in the headset and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Did he and give you that look like, oh, here we go. Like, did yeah, his demeanor change? Um, A little bit. You know what? And he never and not that people need to get to know me, but I'm like, I see it every week. I still don't think he knew my name by the end of the year, which is fine. That's OK. Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't. But just had no, you know. That's, that's whereas Jerry me. was like, and I love Jerry. He, um, I met him on an elevator and we were in London. We were going down the elevator together and he introduced himself to me and, and he said, what? And he's like, I've seen you around. What do you do? And I said, I do the <laughs> sidelines for radio. And uh -huh. he's like, oh, okay. He said, you know, and he told me who he, and I was like, oh yeah, you're the guy that brought him because Hackett can't handle telling the clock. <laughs> right? that, that guy. That. You're, you're that guy. You're here because you, he, we need a babysitter. So, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I love that. And every game after that, he'd make a point to say hi to me, you know? And so then when he got the interim position, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And, you know, just super super kind, super mm. nice. And I mean, mm -hmm. what a difference those last couple of games and especially winning that last one and mm -hmm. just having that feeling going out. So I get to see that part of things, which is kind of cool. The, the, the interaction is always really interesting to me. And, and, and you've had the same thing. We have these, we've, we're able to, to get these bonds and have these relationships with a lot of these athletes and coaches and, and the ones, and we have our favorites. We have the ones that like to interact, the ones that, you know, it's just a show and the ones that could give a rat's ass who we are. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know what? I'm here to do a job. You're here to do a job. We don't have to have a, a great relationship, but right. for the most part, I feel like I've got good relationships with these people. They know that I'm not there to throw them under the bus. Am I going to ask a, a question about something? Yeah, but I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to be a, a dick about something or be a, you know, be that mm -hmm. that person. And they know that. So they know that I'm not always going to throw softballs, but they also know that I'm kind and I that's not my M.O. Right. Right. 
am I a cheerleader for the home team? Yeah, it's my team since I've grown up. You know, I want them to win. I want them to do well. But it doesn't mean I'm going to like, you know, slough over something that that may have happened. I'm going to ask that question. And and that came up, I mean, a couple times where we had things that, you know, there was an instance with Mike Purcell and I'm able to get him on, you know, and and, and Mike was a guy that went to Highlands Ranch. Right. And, and you do he, the PA, right? Yeah. And when Love he it. came back, I helped get him hooked up with the team. And so then mm-hmm. he was going and doing stuff. And so it's relationships like that, that like when you're like, hey, Mike, um, you know, I know that this happened out there. Can we can we talk? He goes, yeah, we'll talk, you know. And so it's nice to have those relationships and to be able to chat with them or, you know, put them on and just kind of let them say their thing. So, yeah. So transitioning to <laughs> that, Sean that went a long way from asking if Russ is <laughs> no, <laughs> no, got us right to the next thing. It's perfect. Okay. And it's it's just insightful because you just don't get to hear this kind of stuff. So now Sean Payton yeah. is the head coach. Have you had interactions with him yet? And what's your secret sauce to getting to him? Because we know <laughs> he's going to be a different kind he of is. guy. I think we just we're both talking about he was joking that he was going to offer a $50 gift certificate to at r- rookie camp just happened um, to the rookie that offered the most bland answer. Mm-hmm. So that's telling you like he you know what? Football is the most important thing. He's not yes. going to placate the media. He's not going to, you know, jump through the hoops and all that stuff. So what do you got on Sean Payton? So have had zero interaction with Sean Payton. <laughs> I went to his press conference when he was introduced yeah. because I just wanted to be there here, you know, kind of get get the gist of what's going on. Um, did not meet him afterwards, have not had a talk with him since then. I figure, OK, you know what? Let's I, and I don't need to. I don't need to right now. My thing's going to kind of come in when we get into training camp and start games and things like that. And that's when I'll kind of have my, you know, I'll introduce myself and, and have my interactions with him. So but I mean, uh, it's a polar opposite of Nathaniel Hackett, I think, in that, I mean, everything, Julie, has been so guarded and no information is getting out. Nothing is getting leaked. And I think that has to do with not only Sean Payton. But I think also the the ownership group, I think the the penners, I mean, they keep things very close to the to the vest. The and, 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 and I'm OK with that. You know what? Mm-hmm. It's you know, do we love I mean, we love rumors and this and that and stuff getting leaked out. And, you know, somebody calls Mike Kliss and Mike Kliss has it before everybody else. And I don't even think Mike's getting some things right now. I mean, he had, you know, that they've na- do the naming rights for the facility <laughs> that Centura in Health, the morning right? Centura Health. Yeah. yeah. For, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that the rights were expiring. And um, so but I was like, well, he had it, you know, a half hour before they put out the press release. And that's kind of how some things work. But he's there's nothing that's getting out that is um, like crazy rumor stuff. We you know, literally didn't know going into the draft if guys are going to get traded. And a lot of times we'll have a pretty good idea that, you know, OK, maybe. So, but I think that was more just people speculating like somebody's got to be getting traded. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's put Cortland's name out there. Let's put Jerry's. Oh, shoot. Jerry just got a big contract. <laughs> they just, <laughs> that they just, just happened. Here's yeah. a press release. Yeah. I'm OK with that, too. By the way, Dave had that. He Dave, we were taught we were just got a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about that it was going to happen. He's like, I don't know. I think it's, I might be like Centura Health. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, what do you know? Yeah. I was like, look at me in the eye. Anyway. That's um, funny. Yeah. So let's take a break. When it we come back. It surprise me that Dave would have that before. Right. Everybody. I'm like, what do yeah. you know? He's like, I don't know anything. And then he looks the other way. I'm like, <laughs> look at me in the eye. Uh, I want to talk about, let's go through the schedule a little bit. Okay. On what you think about um, games to watch for, for sure. And I want to talk, you're doing a fantastic podcast that I want to let people know about. Yeah, we'll talk about that next on the Dave Logan Podcast. Let me take a minute and talk to you about Boyer's Coffee. What's better than a steaming cup of hot coffee to start your morning, right? 
not much, especially when that cup is filled with Boyer's Coffee. Boyer's has been roasting coffee right here in Colorado since I was a wee tot. I think it's 1965 when Boyer's started, and they've perfected that smooth taste and rich flavor. Top-selling coffees, including Rocky Mountain Thunder, which is intense and smoky, or maybe you'd prefer the Denver Blend, which is sweet and smooth. Or, if flavored coffee is your thing, how about the popular hazelnut and French vanilla flavors? At BoyersCoffee.com, you're guaranteed to find a coffee that you will love. You'll also find specials on the website and even unique recipes, including a mocha morning smoothie, which I've actually tried, and it is absolutely delicious. So, so... Check out BoyersCoffee.com or head to your favorite supermarket, Costco, Sam's Club, or Walmart to find the Boyers flavor of your choice. Boyers Coffee, a proud Colorado company. We're back on the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave off this week. He'll be back next week. But Susie Wargen, the sideline reporter for the Broncos, and you've seen her on TV. You've seen her, well, obviously at Channel 9, which I think I asked you once what time you get up, and you told me one thirty. Uh-huh. That was true. Yeah, because I had to be in at 3 a.m. That is so I know, because the first newscast starts at 5 a.m., and I'd have a hit at uh, 5.50, and then they started at 4.30 a.m., and I'd have a hit at 4.50. What time did you go to bed? Oh, way too late. I tried to be in bed by 8, which worked great when the kids were little, you know, but then they started to get older and they're like, um, it's still daylight outside and everybody's playing and I'm like, you're going to bed because you're just the sleep deprivation, Julie, is for yeah. real. Like, I mean, I was and that's why I left. Um, It was getting to where. I knew I wasn't being a great mom, a great wife, as far as like just my demeanor. I'm like, I'm like a monster by the time Friday comes. I'm tired. I'm bitchy. I don't want to do anything. You have no social life because if Mm -hmm. you try and go out Friday, you're dead. You try and go out Saturday. That completely screws you up for going to bed Sunday to try and get ready for Monday. Yeah. You got to watch games on Sunday. You know, if there's a Sunday night game, you're staying up way too late. So, yeah, it was just um I mean, I loved it. I got to do amazing things. And they sent me on all kinds of stuff because a lot of times Drew and Rod had other things going on or didn't want to go. And I'm like, well, I'll go to the World Series. I'll go to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. But yeah. just, you know, things like that where I'm like, I got to do really cool stuff. But it came at a sacrifice of my family. So it, it was long enough to where I needed to be there for my kids when they were in high school. That was super important. Middle school, high school to be around. And it was, you know, I, I feel like it was very worth it to be there for them. Good for you for doing that, because I don't think everybody not everybody makes that decision. When I was doing morning radio in San Diego, I got up at three. So like sleeping in mm-hmm. for you. I did that for two years and I would towards the end of the second year, I would get up, I'd look in the mirror and I'd start crying and cussing. At the same time, oh I was like, I can't, I don't think I can I'm do this with anymore. That yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. now, but, so I look at Gary Shapiro and I'm like, how did you do that? Oh, dude? Yeah. For so long. But you know what? Gary, could, you know, he could throw a little powder on. Didn't have to do full makeup. That's true. Hair, slick Cute. back. You and I have way more hair issues. And people be like, so when you get there, they get you ready, right? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. We do. You do. Yeah. I'm like, if we were in New York, then you have some people. But here, local, I said, local TV, you do all your own stuff. And yeah. I, you know, I was in radio like you beforehand. I didn't know how to do TV makeup. I didn't know how to dress for TV. That's why I got into radio because I wanted to be a hippie chick wearing, you know, whatever. I wanted to wear and no makeup. Yeah. And now that I've done TV for so long, I feel like I can't go anywhere without makeup because people recognize you and they're like, oh, hey. And they're like, whoa, she looked like shit when I saw her in the grocery store. So I like put a little something on. No, don't do it. Because one time I got recognized a long time ago in the grocery store and I had no makeup. And I was like, really? Is that really what I look like? <laughs> How did you even know it was 
excuse me exactly <laughs> like the hair and i'm like yeah i should have had the ponytail uh yeah the baseball cap that's funny that's funny um okay so let's take a look at the Sorry, broncos schedule off topic no i love it i mean <laughs> I hopefully people out there please tell us you guys like this yeah. um okay so let's look at the schedule um and because I think it's pick pick, it starts off in Vegas. Yes, right on Vegas, the, September tenth. Yeah, give me four or five games that Vegas you, here. Here yeah. it's here. Okay, yeah. give me four or five games. We won't go through like everybody else does and pick, but that you think are just going to be so intriguing. Int- well, intriguing for me might be different than like just intriguing for the Broncos because I get to go to a couple stadiums that I've never been to before, which okay. is fun for me. So going to Miami, going to Chicago, which we have those back-to-backs in September. So never been to Hard Rock, never been to Soldier Field. Um, I find it very interesting that we are playing the Chiefs two weeks out of three. We go to the Chiefs, have a home Green Bay game, then home with the Chiefs. So I kind of like to have them spaced out a little bit, have those divisional opponents spaced out. It's really interesting to have them so close together. So Mm -hmm. I think those will be key to watch. And then I'm also super curious about the three road games in a row in December. I find that very interesting. Um, Houston, December 3rd at LA Chargers on the 10th and then at Detroit, either the 16th or the 17th. So um, kind of an interesting little little one in there. What I like a lot for me, Julie, is that well, it's about you, Susie. <laughs> it's about me. Okay. Yeah. I like the fact that in December, we're at Houston at Energy Stadium, which, you know, it's Texas warmer, right? Right. Um, and that's, I think that's dome. That's where I watched, isn't Energy? I think it's dome. I think it is a dome. Yeah, I've been there. I watched the uh, Big 12 championship game there when CU got there rears handed to him 70 to yeah i can say they got their asses handed to him by uh by uh by texas that one year um and then we go to sofi stadium which is la beautiful and um too much or just the right amount like it's it was five billion dollars right to to build oh the stadium is unbelievable it's cool oh my god it's and we went there twice last year because of chargers and rams so we were there on christmas day um, yeah, it's, I mean, just spectacular. You can't, I mean, it's like, you're like squirrel. I mean, you just keep looking around everywhere. You're like, what? everything is, it's awesome. Yeah, so it's, maybe it's we have cool. that in our future here since we there's might. a lot of money, right? There is a lot of money. And I do think, you know, that it's going to that Christmas day game. Um, I think for, and I, you know, I don't know all the family dynamics, but when you have somebody in your family that has everything bigger, brighter, Stan Kroenke, and then you get your ass kicked on national TV and there's players fighting, Randy Gregory pops a guy up, you know, there's just so many bad things happen that day mm-hmm. and it's a family member that just had to <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, I, even if you're friends with your family, just to have it happen with somebody in your family just had to be like salt in the wound, you yeah. know, dig a little deeper. So that's why I think at some point maybe they go, yeah, we're going to, you know, make it better than Stan. I, yeah, I, I hope. Yeah. I just, I, I you know, I so. know, I don't know that. I know nothing about the family dynamic, just things that people have heard, but you just, it's that thing. You know what? Yeah. We, and yeah. Well, it's just such an interesting ownership group, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the who's who there. It's, I can't imagine they, they want to be recognized for who they are Absolutely. and they're smart. You know, they did um, not build Walmart by being dumb and sitting by and letting things just happen. Yeah. 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 And I love them, too, by the way. I and I nice people. Very, very nice. I interact with them every game. Mr. Walton is there. Rob is there. um, And he is so nice. I introduced myself to him. um, I think it was week four because they had just started. I don't know if Davis talked about this. Um, They listen to our feed during the games. So I think it's important people know that they're not just sitting up in their suite 
entertaining a bunch of other rich people. They are tuned in. Like they have that. they have two IFBs, the things that they put in their ear, and they listen to our raw feed, including commercials, hey. because we could not <laughs> get them just a feed that didn't have us not in commercials. So that was something that um, was brought to our attention where they said, hey, the ownership group is listening at all times. So please, during the commercials, you know, don't go off the rails, which not that we do, but sometimes things are said. So can I tell you a story now that I don't work there anymore? This yes. is a good story. Um, I was when I was doing nuggets, we did not know that the feed went into the coach's room. Oh, <laughs> God, this is a good I mean, I'm going to tell the story. Wow. Um, so Chris Marlowe said, you know, the commercials are so Chris Marlowe says something. Oh, we're kidding. You know, like oh, he yeah. said something like they were getting killed. He says something about, um, you know, that they, gosh, they need a defensive coordinator or something like, you know, <laughs> and I said something like, I think I played better defense in fourth grade. I mean, just, you oh, know, yeah. we okay. pop off a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they hear that Mark Warkentine, who was the GM, oh. writes on a note and he drops it off in front of Marla, who's doing the game. He was like, we need a new defensive coordinator, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Oh, and the pit in the stomach comes <laughs> the pit in. in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. So we may have a file for that. Um, oh, but wow. as you know, Chris Marlowe is still here. Yes, he is. And Mark Morgan is not. Yeah. So that happened. Who won that one? <laughs> we know who won that one. Yeah. Do it. Well, and it's funny because that feed also, all the photographers that are on the field for Broncos games, they all have our feed going in there because then they can use, you know, Dave's voice for all their highlights. So they're recording our radio feed. So they also hear all the commercial breaks, which I knew all our photographers did. But when the ownership group is hearing our commercial breaks, that's a little different. Yeah. So I saw Mr. Walton game four of the season last year. And I said, Mr. Walton, I'm Susie Wargen. I do the sidelines. I said, you know, I know you guys are listening to us now because the first few weeks, um, they tried to just do it on TV and they're like, it's horrible. We can't tell what's going on. We can't hear. So can we get the radio feed? So I said, I know you're listening to us. Um, and I said, just, you know, we're keeping it clean during the commercial breaks for you guys. And he goes, oh, don't do that. He said, you guys say whatever you want to <laughs> oh. say. So I text Dave and Rick and I said, Mr. Walton said, game on. Whatever you want to say during the breaks, go ahead. And they're like, really? And I'm like, that's what he said. So I think that they like that we're kind of their little flies on the wall a little bit because, you know, Dave will yeah. never he doesn't throw people under the bus. Neither does Rick. But he'll say some things and he'll say it on air, too. When he and, and he questioned a lot of things that Hackett did last year. But I have to believe, I mean, if there is not a better expert in football than Dave Logan, show me who it is because he knows what he's doing. He knows what's going on. I know he coaches high school football, but he knows the pro game better than anybody. Yeah, I and, agree. And so he would say things on air and during commercial breaks where he'd just be like, I, I don't know why that happened or why, you know, I'm not quite sure why you wouldn't go blah, 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 blah. So so they I think they like having their little mm. flies on the wall with our, yeah. uh, with our feed because then they were offered a feed that didn't have. <laughs> the banter during the commercial breaks and they're like no we like the raw <laughs> i'm like well why wouldn't you like the raw <laughs> yeah that's fantastic so it's kind of yeah it's kind of fun so so before we get to your podcast anything else that you i want to get <laughs> oh yeah we started talking about sofi yeah and then we go to detroit to ford field which is also enclosed so those yes. december games good for you yes i mean we have a couple home games they can be dicey here and then we go to vegas uh first weekend of january and that's another great stadium so i, I like all of our cold weather do you times. like where the buy is I love it. Right Me in the too. middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's perfect. I so I'm super excited. I, you know, it's going to be, it's always different every year. You just don't quite know how to, how to look at everything. Um, you know, everything's going to just be different. We play the Jets. We see Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, wow. Here. So tell me before we get, because I want to spend a good time on the podcast, um, your players that you're like, here's my go-to, even if we get demolished, 
And who are if you if you're comfortable, you don't have to. The guys, you're like, yeah, I'm 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 not gonna talk. Right. Yeah. And it yeah. can be a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because um, and and the PR guys, Jordan Beasley is the one who helps me a lot on the sidelines, and and he'll be like, yeah, let's uh let's mm. not do that because sometimes I'll be like, oh. This happened, you know, to so and so. He goes, "Yeah, we're not gonna, not gonna go there." So, mm, okay. um, but Justin Simmons is always a go-to for me. I mean, just love him to death. Um, love Josie Jewell. Alex Singleton became a favorite for me, um, and you know, they they all all of them performed well this last year too. So, Kareem is hit and miss with me. He he and I do great together. He's better as a locker room guy a lot of times for me. If I can't, if I'm like, oh crap, crap, everybody's gone, and I'm like, K Jack. I got a Kenya and he'd be like, eh, you know, and he's, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and, like, and I oh. love K Jack. He's great. He, yeah. I did a piece last year before the Christmas day game and it was, you know, if you had to pick a Grinch in the locker room, who would it be? And every guy picked him. I, I heard that. <laughs> I told him, I was like, so they all kind of think you're the Grinch. And he's like, yep. I'm like, all right, at least, you know, that's what they think of you. They love you, but they pretty much yeah. think you're the Grinch. And yeah. he knows who he is. He yeah. does. Yeah. So um, offensively, um, I could always go to Dalton. Dalton was always great with me. Um, Latavius Murray was fantastic. He was great, but he's not going to be an option anymore. So um, Melvin, Cortland, Cortland's good. Cortland's yeah. actually very good with me. And then I love TP. I love Tim Patrick, but he wasn't playing last year. So I'm hoping that Tim will be a guy that I can go to. So and then um, I got a great I do um, Javante's um, charity event that mm-hmm. he does at the Javante Williams Foundation. So Javante's good with me. Um, you know, a lot of the guys are very good. I don't have very many like I can't even think of one right now where I would be like, eh, not going to do that one. Oh, that's um, good. How's Jerry Judy? Because he's yeah, Jerry's um, good. He's good. Is he getting better? I feel like he's, he is maturing in a lot of different ways he is so i talked to him after the and i kind of forget who i talked to except i know christmas day i talked to jerry he had a good game and uh there is a funny video if you watch the video if you look up when randy gregory hits the guy in on the field i'm standing there talking to jerry with my back to randy and because i looked at him i'm like oh my god i could have been pummeled like if that had gone into a melee because you see randy pop this guy and then they start to scream and then jordan beasley who's right here with jerry and i or Jude, with um with jerry and i uh-huh. he uh he kind of starts to like and and jordan's a pretty big buff guy and so i joke with jordan i'm like you were gonna be my bodyguard right and he goes, <laughs> oh yeah absolutely but he sees what's going on with randy gregory and he's like trying to because he's, he's there to kind of watch me and jerry yeah and he sees this going on and i am oblivious the whole time i'm like oh jerry how's it going on? And i'm like there's this huge fight going on behind me no idea because my ifb is in my right ear so i only hear the station here so i can't hear anything that's happening here and i'm trying to talk to jerry hear what he's saying out of my left ear no idea all that's oh, going God. on which is funny but oh, jerry is, he's he's getting better good yeah good, good he is before we go i want to give you some some love on your podcast i think you it's a, you. been a quick year right but you've got some fantastic guests that i just were around the same age and we were both bronco fans growing yes. up so when i see the some of your guests i'm like oh my god that's so awesome so tell it's us fun. about it it's fun so it's called cut traded fired retired and i got the idea and this is kind of funny um when Tyler Columbus was on with DMAC on another radio station in the market, mm-hmm. um, he was telling a story about being cut. And and DMAC goes, that would be the name of a great book, How I Got Cut. And I'm like, literally, I can remember I'm driving on 225, getting off at Mississippi. And I was like, oh, 
that's the podcast because I've been trying to think about a podcast like I'm like how do you do something different yeah. that somebody hasn't done 15 times in another you know whatever so I was like okay I could do guys that have been cut and I'm like okay that's a little limiting because not everybody's been cut and I'm like well if we added in traded so first it was just going to be cut traded the cut traded podcast or whatever I went to our former program director that was here at the time Greg Foster and I was like you know what do you think about this idea and he goes well he said you could include coaches if you included fired. And I was like, oh, great idea. So then I'm like, okay, cut, traded, fired podcast. And so then I go to the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame a year ago at this time. And I talked to Carl Mecklenburg and I'm like, hey, I want to have you on my podcast. It's called Cut, Traded, Fired. He's like, I haven't been any of those things. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and he goes, I'm retired though. And I was like, Okay, I shall add a fourth category and it's a mouthful, but it's going to be cut, traded, fired, retired. Well, that sounds better, actually. It does actually sound better. And it encompasses everything that could happen to a player or a coach. Yeah. So then it opened it up to literally everybody. And so then I just started like banking guests like all summer last year. I was just like, okay, boom, 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 getting all these guys to come in. And they were all saying yes. And Julie, I don't pay him anything. I'm not making any money off of it yet. We, you know, hopefully maybe someday in the future. It's a labor of love. But it's been so cool to reconnect with some of these guys and then going beyond football and getting basketball guys, Dan Issel, Bill Hanslick, um, you know, I got Michelle Goulet, um, George Guazdecki, and then the baseball guys are coming little by little, Mike Myers, Dave Veers. So and Clint Hurdle's going to do something when he comes into town in awesome. June. And so just these past relationships where I look back and I'm like, wow, all the cool things I've been able to do. Mm-hmm. These people trust me. And what's been cool is my original thought of being able to have them tell their story of, you know, they have setbacks. They're human beings. Yeah. People forget that they're human beings and they do hear all the crap that people say about them. And it does affect them. And I know they're making money and they should be. But making money doesn't make you oblivious to having feelings. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. So it's cool to hear them talk about their setbacks, how they moved on. A lot of them are doing cool stuff in retirement. So that's what I tell them. I'm like, hey, I'll pump up whatever you do. Are you a financial planner right now? Do you have a charity? What do you do? So I'll put that out there so people know, you know, what you're doing. Or if you're doing nothing, that's totally fine. Jarvis Moss. I mean, I didn't even know he was on Dave's coaching staff. I was looking up his coaching staff and I'm like, Jarvis Moss, former first round draft pick of the Denver Broncos is on Dave's coaching staff. And I was like, Dave had no idea. I'm like, can you, can you give me his number? And he came in and what was cool with Jarvis is, um, he was, you know, people would call him a bust. He didn't really do much as a Bronco. Um, he also came here as a rookie. Broke his shin, went on IR, had a baby that year, like was like so much stuff happened. He's 23. And I'm like, OK, most 23 year olds, the pressure he felt was insane. Mm-hmm. And so now he's like, I'm just trying to be the best dad I can. And he's like, I'm working with, you know, kids at DPS schools, trying to help them mentor them. You know, I'm like he's doing cool stuff. And he sent me a message after the podcast came out and he goes, you know what, Miss Susie? He called me Miss Susie, which I just love. He goes, this put me in a really good headspace. He's like, it's hard for me to talk about all that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's okay. And, and I felt better talking about it. So not only is it helping people, you know, s- to realize what these guys have gone through, but it's helping them. Dave Veers is like, you wouldn't believe how many people are like, dude, you need to write a book. Your stories are crazy good and you have to write a book. He's like, so I think I might write a book. <laughs> he came on the podcast. So it's been like yeah. a cool, like I never expected that part of it where it's been beneficial and eye-opening to them to go, damn. I did some cool stuff and it's okay if I didn't get 
into the ring of fame or I didn't get into the hall of fame or I didn't right. do some of these things. I think it's probably cathartic for a lot of people because they've been able to process what happened. Yes. Yeah. And when you have time in between getting cut, getting traded, getting fired and retiring, I think the guys that you got have had time to kind of look back and process like, what was that? And right. And I agree. Like I um, these guys go through pain just like we go through pain. Absolutely. They may make more money, but that doesn't help what's going on Does inside. Solve it. Yeah. No. And and so I love that part of it because, you know, we grow up thinking, oh, my gosh, these people are right up here. But they're, they're perfect because they've had all this success. They can't possibly have things going on no. in their lives. And, and they, they do. do. <laughs> yeah. And they do. Yeah. So who do you have coming up? Um, who do I have coming up? So I've got uh, Bo Scaife coming up. Um, Eric LaCroix is going to be coming in. Um, Brad Pyatt, who um, was he, a West, went to Kentucky. So I'm, I'm getting guys. I've talked to Caleb Haney, who was a CSU guy, played for mm-hmm. Chicago for a long time for the Bears. So starting to kind of get guys. And what I'm trying to do now, like the Rockies have their 30th anniversary this year. And so I've looked in, to see oh, who's coming in. And that's perfect. why I'm so intrigued by your mobile thing, because everybody's been coming to the DTC to record these, which has been great. I'm like, hey, by the way, can you come in? They're like, sure, no problem. But if I had a mobile thing, I could go down to Coors Field, oh, grab yeah. you know these guys and they're coming in because I want to try and be you know, I focused it really on Colorado ties, but I think at some point it'll evolve into more than that. And when there's so many broadcasters like Dave that yes. come in to do a game. And so I want to be more looking forward to seeing, okay, who's coming in for the Western Conference Finals for the Nuggets? Can I grab somebody that's on a broadcast team or somebody mm-hmm. that's coming into town to watch it and get them for an hour? But Will they come down to the tech center? Mm, probably not. So I yeah. need to just get a laptop and some microphones and be able to go wherever I need to go because I can get access to those places yeah. and those people make it as convenient as I can for them and uh, and do it. So just kind of trying to that's the goal for this next year is to be able to expand it upon that way. Doing that. So, yeah, on broadcasts, they get they get fired. Like everybody's <laughs> got a Dave's got a fired. Like I think he was remember he was. Doing oh, like K-Big. sports talk, and then it yeah. did go to Spanish or something. Yeah, they like called them all into a room, and they were like, yeah. yeah. And he tells that in his episode too about about getting fired, and then his yeah. Dan Reeves story about getting cut. Yeah. Is, I mean, they all have, and you're right. Once they've processed and realized, okay, I can talk about this. I mean, Dan Issel took off the gloves and told me some things about ownership when he was, you know, he fired Mike D'Antoni, and he's like, Mike D'Antoni didn't deserve to be fired. He goes, and I became head coach because ownership. The people that we thought were going to buy the Nuggets and the Avs wanted me to be the head coach. And he's like, everybody thought it was because I had a big, huge ego. And I was like, okay, I've never heard that story before. He goes, yeah, I don't think many people know that one. Did he talk about what he said in the stands? A little bit. And we didn't. And so I try not to do too much. But I mean, and he Mm -hmm. did. And he said, you know, I'm a a good Christian person. And that is not something a Christian person says. And he said, you know, I could not apologize more. And, you know, and he's like, but I said it, you know, and and so. I do too. I mean, his was fantastic. And, and Mike mm-hmm. Shanahan was great. Gary Kubiak was awesome. What was cool with Gary's is it came out the week that we went to London and Clint Kubiak was a head, not, sorry, not a head coach, an assistant coach with the Broncos. And so I told Clint, I was like, Hey, I put your dad's podcast out this week. And I sent him the link. He listened to it that night. He texted me the next day and he goes, Oh my God. I heard stories about my dad's youth that I didn't even know. He's never talked about some of that stuff. And I was like, cool. oh, my God, that's so cool. It's so like all these little ancillary things that then make it so worth it when I'm spending eight hours editing a podcast. Girl. <laughs> and then we should talk about and that. I, too. I know. I know. And I don't mind because yeah. then it kind of just helps cement some of the things yes. and I can talk about it more. And yes, and it's it's really cool. But it's just been it's been a cool experience and I've loved doing it and just kind of 
um, you know, then when I see guys and they're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so said they listened to my podcast. My mom listened. That's what Ryan Harris said. He goes, my mom's heard all my interviews. And he's, she said, this is her favorite one that she's ever listened my to. My parents love the podcast. <laughs> Seriously, so more cute. than the Dave Logan <laughs> podcast. But OK, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> but they talk about it. But um, no, but it's yeah. fun. It's been really fun and very rewarding and just cool to reconnect with some people, some guys that I haven't seen in, you know, 20 some years yeah. in some cases, which is crazy to think that we've been doing this that long and that I've yeah. known some of those guys that long. Such wonderful people that we've dealt yeah. with. So I love the podcast. Thank you. Congratulations on it. And you know, you're going to be a fill in again, right? <laughs> Okay. Did I talk enough? No, I love it. I'm like, stories, Julie. Sorry. No, I feel like we should have a glass of wine next to us and just be like, oh, okay, go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Let's do our next one at 7 p.m. instead of 11 a.m. Perfect. And yeah. also, people can um, hear you on the Fox if they don't know. Yep. You are a realtor, SusieWarjan.com. Yes, SusieWarjan.com. Good job. Okay. My, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, yeah. Yeah. My real estate website. Well, you're so, when yeah. I eventually do something with some of my. That's I know you. you yeah. I love you. Every once in a while, you text me you're like, okay, so I have this. I'm not ready to sell just yet, but. I, I want to. What's the next best thing I should do? Or yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. We get off the air. Um, okay, <laughs> wonderful to see you. Thank you for having me. Of course, and uh, of course, we'll see you again. You got it. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players, they really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.